The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Marky Mark. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and more pop culture, because there's a lot going on in the world. It's not just pop, there's culture there too, and we're going to talk about it. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. So uh, we will have a uh, brief roundup of tech news, and then uh, perhaps a little, um, I don't know if you want to call it a public service announcement, but just a little reminder, because these are very heated emotional times, and maybe we get a little carried away, but uh, just a little reminder about maybe doing your part not to spread uh, misinformation around on the internet because there's a lot of it and whatever we can do to, to keep it from oozing out, it might be a good thing if we could do that. And when JD says we get carried away, she means me. No, she no, means, no, no, she, no, no. <laughs> I myself she means have, me. I myself have popped off a few in the past. You know, it's, nice. it's been a, somebody, I think it was Peter Baker of the New York Times who said we're basically living in 1918 plus 1929 plus 1968 and we're not yeah. even halfway through 2020. So Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's been it's been a decade this year. It's been a century. Yeah. So uh, so we hope all of the listeners out there, uh, whether your state is reopening, whether you are still sheltering in place on lockdown, doing a phase of some kind of reentry into your former life. We hope you are tolerating it well. It is okay not to be okay in these times. And I think a lot of people have maybe some post-traumatic stress syndrome, uh, even though it's not the classic wartime sort of stress. Uh, Anytime you are in a a particularly intense situation, you can have a a stress reaction to it. So please take care of yourself out there, folks. Absolutely. And you know how I'm taking care of myself and I'm not minimizing anything. This is God's honest truth. I'm watching Doctor Who season 12 again. Oh, wow. This Just was... watching it again. Jodie Whittaker. I'm going to say it. Best Doctor Who. My favorite Doctor Who right now. She's awesome. I liked what she did with the character. I know she's gotten a lot of blowback online. You know, once people sort of, you know, realize they didn't know what a Yorkshire accent <laughs> sounded like, but she got a lot of backlash, A, for just being a woman. The Yorkshire accent maybe flipped a few people out. She had companions of color, which is not a new thing, but she had many companions this year. And a lot mm-hmm. of people, I think, who were sort of entrenched in the the sort of history of, of Doctor Who did not like the way that the storyline went. But for many people, it was kind of a refreshing break from the past. And, and maybe, yeah, you make a few plot holes here, but you, you sew up a few more here. And, hey, it's a show about time travel, so yeah, exactly. expect more. So did you just sit down from start to finish and go through all of season 12? Yeah, I had seen most of season 12, and I realized it's been a while, so I figured I'd start all over again. So I gra- I, I grabbed the uh, festive holiday edition. That's what they call them now. Mm-hmm. Festive holiday editions. Not the New Year's edition, not the Christmas, but the festive holiday edition. I and they started with that. Good episode. Resolution is what mm-hmm. it's called. And I'm just going through them. I'm up to episode. I'm up to the uh, Nikola Tesla uh, oh, yeah, uh, episode again, which I really enjoyed. Really was enjoyed. Was that the one with the Gatlin gun? That's the no. That's not the one with the Gatlin gun. Okay, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah, that yeah, was sorry, the one not before. Not to spoil it for anybody, but yeah, no. The yeah. the um, I had the close captioning on for that particular issue, and, and the scene with the Gatlin gun. I made a few screen grabs because I was uh, it was mirroring my mood at the time. <laughs> not that but we're condoning anyway. violence, but anyway, yes, of course not. Of course not. And so. Doctor Who does not. Yes, no. It was sort of a the metaphorical Gatlin gun of. Of yeah, brain thoughts. it was a Gatling gun being fired by Ada Lovelace. So you know it's a Doctor yeah. <laughs> episode. Yes. 
So, well, I hope you enjoy your uh, your journey down the, the path of the, the 12th Doctor again. Uh, yeah, it's helping. It's yeah. definitely helping. You know, and then, yeah, there's something about, you know, just a good fantasy scenario to take you out That's of right. the reality. I know a lot That's of people right. have been doing the, the big uh, thousand-page uh, fantasy reach. Dune, I guess, has come back into popularity because people really want to go to a world that has been built very sensibly and, and thoroughly and want to go there and hide in Dune for a while. Yeah, but I don't want to have to drink my pee. Yeah, so, well, there's, you know. well, it hasn't come to that yet in the city. But. Yeah, well, not yet. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not we, haven't, yet. we haven't had the rebound of the virus, so. Yeah. But yeah, so so a big resurgence in thousand-page books. Oh, I guess it's easier now if we have e-readers too. That you're not sure. uh, breaking Very your true. wrist. But yeah. Anyway, well, um, should we do some news or? Do I you guess have we any should. Doctor, I guess thoughts? we should. News is news, and and uh, there has been a lot of events in the news lately uh, surrounding the continued American protests against state violence, police brutality, that sort of thing. They are uh, the kind of been headlines too. The Black Lives Matters protest that have swept across all 50 states this month, have used technology in many ways, including documenting events through smartphone cameras, uh, Twitter hashtags to share information about events. But of all the slick software out there, there's one application that has emerged as the one that people are using the most. And this is according to the MIT Technology Review. Do you want to guess which one it is? Uh, WhatsApp? Not quite, no. What? Google Docs. Google Google Docs Docs is becoming the go-to app as the social media of the resistance. Now, uh, the MIT Technology Review explains that such Google Docs has emerged as a way to share everything from lists of books on racism to templates for letters to family members and representatives to lists of funds and resources that are accepting donations for all the people out there protesting. Share Google Docs that anyone can view and anyone can edit anonymously have become a valuable tool for grassroots organizing during both the coronavirus pandemic and the police brutality beatings protests that are sweeping through the country right now. This is not the first time that uh, Google Docs has risen to the occasion, but they are really finding use for it. And it's been around since, what, 2012? Yeah. I'm feeling like, you know, and it's not even that new of a program, but because it's uh, flexibility, ease of use, a lot of people have Gmail accounts or access to it anyway, it is becoming very, very useful. Uh, In fact, uh, the technology review goes on to say, activists and campaigners have been using the word processing software for years as a more efficient and accessible protest tool than either Facebook or Twitter, end quote. So you need to get a lot of people on on the same page, you know, literally and, and figuratively. Having a, a big editable Wikipedia-like document with all your resources and information right there can solve that problem for you. It's very useful. Very yeah, useful. So, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure Google probably uh, likes the endorsement too. Uh, <laughs> so that's what some of the protesters are using. Uh, hundreds of Facebook employees held a virtual walkout earlier this month, though. Uh, the move was taken to show support for the demonstrators who are protesting around the country uh, and as a, an internal protest against the Facebook executive team's decision not to take any action about uh, inflammatory posts that the president of the United States had recently placed on the giant social media platform that billions of people read. Facebook was also slammed by a trio of civil rights leaders after a meeting with Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg and other top executives uh, to discuss the social network's decision to leave up uh, some of those comments, which they say amounts to calls for violence and voter suppression. I'm I'm sure people who watch the news know which uh, posts they were referencing there. But Facebook employees are starting to speak up about this. And so they did a virtual walkout there. And Twitter has, has uh, we've talked about them in the past weeks, has, has slapped on fact-checking labels. 
and other ways to sort of tamp down uh, misinformation. Uh, Rival platform Snap said it would stop promoting the president's account because uh, it also concluded that his tweets incited violence. And uh, Twitter uh, even took down a Trump campaign tweet uh, that violated copyright. I think it was that one about the the SpaceX launch because Mm. one of the astronauts did not give permission to be seen in it. And so there's starting to be copyright claims from some of this uh, footage that is used for these things. I know uh, people... Will also, if if someone hears their song in a campaign ad or some type of thing, they they will also be very quick to file a copyright complaint and have that taken down. So, so some of the social media uh, platforms are making uh, some kind of efforts. Facebook did remove about 200 social media accounts linked to white supremacy groups that plan to encourage members to attend protests and uh, come with their weapons. So they nice. saw that as kind of, yeah, you know, no. So. That, that uh, did have some action there on, on Facebook's part. So it's it's a very volatile time, both in real life and online. And I think some of the social media platforms are realizing that despite the whole libertarian thing that, that people can say what they want, we're not going to police, we're just a platform and we're not providing the content. I think they're, they're realizing that there are some ramifications uh, to this and are, are slowly taking steps to uh, try to tr- keep the peace. God, I'm glad I'm off Facebook. I know I, know I, I say thinking. this every week. I say it every week, but every single time I hear something like this, it just drives home the point. God, I'm glad I'm off Facebook. And I think he, the, some people are leaving too because of, of their uh, stances Good. On, Good. on that. So, you know, once it starts to hit them in the wallet, then then we'll see if all of a sudden we have a, a epiphany about uh, how things uh uh, might better be maintained there, but but who knows? Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on, Zoom, uh, which we have talked about repeatedly, uh, as many people have been working from home, and it's become a go-to platform for kids who are learning remotely. Um, those with free Zoom plans uh, who are hoping for end-to-end encryption on their calls will have to keep waiting. The company has <laughs> said that free calls will not be encrypted because I guess they have to make sure law enforcement will be able to access the information in case of misuse of the platform, and they cited you know, violent gatherings and also uh, child abuse and whatnot. They don't want to have to deal with an encrypted account if, you know, somebody who is just using the free one to do illegal stuff doesn't have encryption, so they can just turn, turn <laughs> Hold on a there. second. But if you pay... Yeah, if you pay, then ah, you get the encryption. Then it's, so. you know, hey, go for it. Go yeah. go crazy. Yeah, and oh, so, the, and then, so then you get into your subpoenas there and whatnot. But, uh, there we go. Th- but uh, yeah, the paid Zoom plans uh, will get the encryption. Um, nice. That's, but, uh, that's cute. That's yeah, and cute. I don't know if, if Zoom is thinking, oh, on, only criminals will use our free application <laughs> because they won't have to provide credit card information <laughs> and won't be easily tracked. Um, I don't oh, know if that was the line of thought or Zoom, if it's a so marketing cute. thing. You're so cute, Zoom. Yeah, so there You got uh, no security, no encryption, and you think the bad guys won't use fake credit cards. Ugh. Yeah, or stolen. You're so cute. So, yeah. Oh. So, so yeah, that, that, that's where they are. Um, Google has its own legal woes. Uh, there's a $5 billion class action lawsuit uh, that was filed recently against the Big G and its parent company, Alphabet. The suit was filed last week in the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California, where a lot of tech suits are filed. And it alleges that Google violates wiretapping and privacy laws by continuing to intercept, track, and collect communications even when people use Chrome's incognito mode for the so-called private browsing. The complaint goes on to say that uh, the company collects data through Google Analytics, Google Ad Manager, website plugins, and other applications, including mobile apps. A Google spokesperson said the company refutes the allegations, saying that incognito mode in Chrome gives you the choice to browse the Internet without your activity being saved to your browser or device. 
as we clearly state each time you open a new incognito window, websites still might be able to collect information about your browsing activity during your session, including uh, apparently Google. There you go. So they, they Google claims that they have this in the fine print all along, and all of these people who could potentially be part of this $5 billion class action suit just need to read a little deeper. Uh, we'll, we'll see where that one goes. So am I going to use that line that's always used in like protests and stuff about police brutality saying – Hey, well, you know, if they aren't doing anything wrong, what are they worried about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and by yeah. the way, I love the way you say incognito. Yes, <laughs> yes it just uh, it just rolls off the tongue, right? You know, incognito. the incognito. Incognito. <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're going to match it with a cartoon. I mean, they've got the, the guy with the, the trench coat, I guess. Yeah, the trench now, coat guy. Trench coat guy. Yeah, maybe they'll put the emphasis on neat. Um <laughs> It's neat to try to do private browsing when it's not really go. all that private. No, um, it's not that private, really. But uh, more more legal stuff here, too. Uh, Amazon warehouse workers have also filed a lawsuit of their own against the Uber Mega Everything store. This is now out on Amazon's Staten Island facility, which is known as JFK 8 here in New York. The suit was filed in U.S. District Court for New York's Eastern District by three JFK 8 workers who say that Amazon failed to follow proper guidelines provided by public health agencies for COVID-19 prevention. And they're talking CDC, you know, all, mm-hmm. all of the usual ones who, who give us the little pamphlets about how we should protect ourselves. Right. Uh, the suit alleges that Amazon uh, has sought to create a facade of compliance and has failed to adequately protect workers from the virus in a number of ways, including sloppy contact tracing. So if someone came in with the virus and was sick, uh, maybe Amazon wasn't really doing all they should do to warn everyone who had come in contact with this person. Uh, New cases of COVID-19 have recently been reported at the JFK 8 facility. So there there could be some credence there. Amazon uh, disputes all the claims. And so that one will be doing some court time too. Isn't this the same place where they ran that guy out? Yeah. Yeah. I believe it's a, uh, yeah, Yeah, the, the, the Staten Staten Island. Island. So, so, uh, yeah, there, there are people who are, uh, not afraid to speak out there. Good. Yes. Uh, now, although the travel industry was basically shut down this spring as uh, Americans sheltered in place, Airbnb now reports a huge increase in the domestic summer vacation rentals from city dwellers desperate to bust out out of all of these months of quarantine. So mm. we're, we're talking domestic, probably drivable, not really getting on a plane sort of thing. Right, right. But uh, Airbnb says it saw more nights booked for U.S. listings between May 17th and June 3rd, and then in the same period in 2019 when there was no pandemic and no Great Recession and no whatever is uh, else is plaguing the world, social and uh, injustice unrest as well. So, What were those dates again? Between May 17th and June 3rd. So this is kind of probably around the time that schools are starting to wind down and maybe people are looking to see, oh, if I have to work from home all summer because my office isn't going back until the fall, let me do that out on beautiful scenic Long Island and not in my tiny cramped apartment in New York or something. But it's also also coincides with all the protests. Yeah, the protests began to really heat up the last week of May, first week of June. And uh, some states were lifting restrictions, I think, to particularly ones in the South. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so there, there could be a little bit of, um, I don't want to call it panic, but a more uh, sense of urgency to leave one's urban domicile to perhaps vacation elsewhere for well, the season. I have season. to tell you, I know this is a weird thing for me to say, considering their protests every day, but you got all the rich folks have left New York, right? No tourists in New York City. It is really weirdly nice to walk around in like 
quiet. I know this is a controversial statement I'm making right now. But as a native New Yorker. As a native New Yorker, it's kind of nice to walk around New York right now. I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, I got to say it. I'm looking out my window right now. It's beautiful. Yeah, New York on pause is is maybe it was just the peaceful moment of reflection that the people needed. No one's screaming. No one yelling. No ambulances. Not just a lot a couple of cars. Of pe- not a lot of cars. People just strolling up and down the avenue. I could live with this. You know, this, is, this is okay. Think, think of it as a nice little respite. Things will get back to probably some semblance of normal. But if you got to be in this moment, you might as well appreciate everything about that moment that you can while you have it. Thank you. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm, impre- I'm, I'm appreciating the fact that all the people who were uh, too scared to stay have left. Yeah. So. You know, I guess that's that's checks things out. You know, yeah, exactly. Yes, and finally, and finally, while it may take a while uh, for people to get comfortable enough to get on planes and go places that don't involve a short drive, the Consumer Electronics Show is hoping that you'll be over all that by January. Uh, CES 2020 was pretty much, I think, the last trade show held before the coronavirus pandemic began to shut everything down. Because I remember Mm -hmm. we watched those dominoes fall, Mobile World Congress, all the developers conferences, all of that. But CES 2021 is moving forward uh, for its usual big show in January out in Las Vegas. They do say that they plan to add health safeguards, probably lots of wipes and sprays and gloves and touchscreens that maybe they're going to wipe down more than once a day uh, if there are people passing through uh, the convention center. Um, But they're also going to pump up their online events uh, for those who either cannot travel or who want to get nowhere near Vegas uh, at that time of year who maybe just want to see what all the new vaporware is going to be. Have you seen shots from Vegas right now? It was a little lonely there for a while. Are they getting people back? No, no, they're getting people back. No one's wearing masks. Everyone's just strolling around. Uh, Yeah, no, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I've never been a big Vegas proponent. I apologize when I lose her. I just never had the desire to gamble. And then there was some convention out there where someone was gluing tiny cowboy hats to pigeons. And so there are all these pigeons wearing little hats, which is an animal cruelty thing. I mean, it also would catch your eye. The Washington Post did a whole story. But there were these, these little pigeons flying around and they had tiny hats glued to their heads, which is a bizarre thing to do if you're trying to do some kind of public statement. What is wrong with people? And I think animal rights people were able to get some of the pigeons and, and I don't know if it was nail polish glue or whatever that was, but you know, they were able to free the, the pigeons from the confines of the chapeaus, but it's a weird place. Yeah. Vegas is weird. There's no question about it. I don't gamble. I go to Vegas just for the weirdness. Yeah, you, you just go with your popcorn and, you know. Yeah, it's, it's really bizarre. It's like freaky-deaky bizarre. It makes New York nowadays look like Mayberry. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, it's Well, they, well, they have their own crazy. little New York in Vegas, right? Don't they have some Yes, the they do. On top of a building with a with like a like a roller coaster and stuff. It's yeah. bizarre. So if, if you live in Vegas or love Vegas, we're sorry if we insulted you. We're, we're just, yeah, no, guess, no, no. This is not an insult, it. folks. It's just I mean, an observation. It's just an observation. And I miss the Star Trek exhibit that they used yeah, to the have. Yeah, the Paramount there. thing, yeah. Yeah, okay. So so there was that there. But yeah, the, the pigeon hats thing was a little disconcerting. Yeah, that's like, just messed up. Do not be that's mean to animals. Up. Even, you yes. know, pigeons got rights too, so... Anyway, so that's uh, it for the news. We'll bounce out on that pigeon note. Um, and uh, for anyone who wants to know more about all the things that we talked about in this segment, you can find a page of links at poptickjam.com.
Peter, we've talked about this before, uh, off and on. Uh, the internet is full of many, many, many things. Not all of them are true. Yes, that's and true. as we saw with the 2016 election, and even before, it is so easy to post things that are fake, uh, not real, or misleading, uh, even if you don't intend to. Some people perfectly intend to do that. There are whole state-sponsored organizations that are just pumping out completely fake incendiary things uh, that are intended to rile up uh, Americans on social media. And there have been many studies on this. The government has concluded as such. And I can provide some links for anyone who wants to know more about like the the hundreds of ads that were were put out. But because we're also in a time of great civil unrest, people on both sides of the coin, although it feels weird to say both sides, because I think as a columnist, Charles Blow said there's racial injustice and there's racial injustice and there's Mm -hmm. not really another side to that. Yeah, there's no Um, other side to this. But uh, except racism. So. So for people who are feeling very impassioned about it, uh, well, sometimes just grab something they see online and share it. It could be like a really cool quote that someone said that really puts what you wanted to say in your own words right there in, in convenient postable form. And and you see a lot of those popping up, and, and some of them are fine. But before you do that, just take a moment to pause, look up the quote, verify it. There are factories that are pumping this stuff out, and it's very easy to make something look uh, sort of homemade, yet very emotional and presentable enough for online, but they're not real. So, And deeply manipulated. Yeah, it's deeply manipulating. So before you post that meme, just make sure it's not factory manufactured by someone who's just trying to stir up stuff even more. If it's a quote by somebody, check the quote. Yeah, and there are a number of them from both sides going around that, that are completely false. And people will post them and not realize, oh, I'm just contributing to the problem. If you're trying to promote either fundraising or organization, uh, make sure that the groups you're promoting are legitimate, that they've got real web pages, that they have a track record. If it's a charity, see if they're on the Better Business Bureau site or Charity Navigator just to make sure they are a legitimate organization and are doing the work that they say they're doing. If there are hashtag movements for gatherings or whatnot, make sure it's a real hashtag and not a made-up thing that's just there to to jerk people around or perhaps to to spew people off into a different direction. So uh, just don't immediately start retweeting it. Click the hashtag, read the post, see if there are links to supporting documentation or the group uh, that is posting it in the first place so you're not also spreading news about fake protests or fake Mm -hmm. outrage. Or I think there was even a fake mall shooting that was trending briefly over the weekend in Orlando that someone said, oh, there's, you know, everyone's running, everyone's running with guns at this mall in Orlando. And someone's like, I'm a manager here. And it was two guys having an argument, you know, so things can get out of hand very quickly. But all of this stuff, just don't muddy the waters. You you just got to take a deep breath, even though you're inflamed with righteous anger and you want to post and you want to make your, your words heard in this particular time of unrest. Just take a deep breath, do mm-hmm. your fact-checking, cross-reference your sources. People who are going to read your stuff are still going to read it if it's 10 minutes later. And just make sure that you are completely confident that what you're posting is accurate and true and is not defamatory or also, you know, taking copyright. But just make sure it's legit before you go and post that. And if people start to do that, I think we can cut down on a lot of the misinformation and disinformation that is out there and just try to make the web a little bit less of a a screechy wire. Yeah, I mean, it's understandable, folks. I mean, it's happened to me. I've posted stuff just in that moment of outrage and anger and like, oh my God, you know, how could this be blah, blah, blah. 
And then you tweet it or you retweet it or you do whatever. And then you realize this thing isn't even remotely true. There's no judgment here. Yeah, it's just, yeah. You take a breath. Yeah. All you really have to do, Snopes, all these other like sites that you can check. Like JD says, just check to make sure whatever organization is referenced really, really happened. Or check legitimate news sites. Regardless of what you hear, there are legitimate news sites out there. Just check them. Yes. I mean, no judgment. This is a judgment-free zone. This yeah. is a, a safe space. Pop Tech Jam is a safe space. Yes, and and I think one of the uh, examples of, of the fake stuff too, and it's a popular joke when, you know, it's that one of, of the picture of Lincoln that's on the $5 bill, and it's like, don't yeah. believe everything you read on the internet, Abraham Lincoln. You know, right. that that exactly. is your classic don't post disinformation uh, kind of meme that's out there. So, um, so, so yeah, if we can maybe cut down on some of, of the... The noise, then, then maybe the proper stuff can get through, the properly true stuff, and uh, there will be less. Because sometimes people will see something that's meant to inflame them and go nuts, and it wasn't even true in the first place, so you just wasted all that energy on anger when you could have been using it for something more productive. Yeah, the DC blackout is a perfect example. Yeah. That craziness. Yeah. I mean, the mall shooting, like you mentioned. I mean, folks, just take a breath. Yes. Take a moment. Sip a cool, you, refreshing beverage. That's right. And then go out. And, you know, fire away if yes. it's legit. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. And I'll have a, a post with some some links on more information about not spreading disinformation as well. But in the meantime, we should probably wrap up here. Uh, yeah, we should thank the bros. Thank you, bros. Builtbybros.com. If you think it, they will build it. Yes, thank you very much, bros. And thank you to all our listeners out there uh, all around the world. We hope you are safe and well and taking care of yourself. We will be back uh, hopefully uh, within, you know, a week or 10 days uh, with more tech mm. news. Uh, Apple's going to do a virtual version of their Worldwide Developers Conference uh, this month, so we will perhaps have some Apple news there. And, and you know, the other companies, they're, they're kicking into gear. Supply chains are, are starting up again, so I think we'll have some widgets and gadgets news for uh, too long, too. Yeah, folks, and you know what? Things are kind of crazy in the world. Just be careful, please. Let's be careful out there. Yeah, because we want you to come back and listen to our shenanigans. Yes. All right? So until next time, I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. Peace. Peace. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs>